Merry Crackmas, Sussmeisters! Welcome back to Atsune Miku's Crack House. This is episode 83. I'm your host as always, Mr. Ventcrosser, Sam Kingma. And joining me is my best friend and co-host, my favorite Hanukkah goblin, Mr. Betrayal, Miles J. Miles, I have fucking COVID, dude. <laughs> yeah. Have yourself a merry little COVID. May your phlegm... And to all a good yeah. coof. May your throat be dry. Yeah, and your fucking, uh, na and your nose be filled with, uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have, I, I just want to say, because Sam, Sam is, is, he's rocking a look right now, alright? He's rocking a look. He's got the, I haven't showered hair. He's got the hair strands that, that, yeah. that make it clear that his body temperature is so fucked up he can't even shower because if he gets in the shower he's gonna feel like he's on fire uh he's got the grayest plainest shirt i've ever seen it's it's literally like it's he's like he's like an arthur background character like hey, you know what the thing is too this this shirt i'm wearing is one of my old double xl shirts from my fat ass days so i look extra fucking like, yeah the neck hole bad. The neck hole is so big. Yeah, oh my god, yeah, it goes all the way down to his, his fucking nipples, all you can all the way to his chest hair. Yeah. <laughs> um and and then he was standing up earlier and this this motherfucker's in pajama pants. Yeah. And 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 it just made me realize like I have never even, you know, we have episode 2 Crack House under quarantine. Back when the show <laughs> I would love to categorize Crack House as pre-quarantine era and post-quarantine era with pre-quarantine era being one episode. One episode. <laughs> but even during post-quarantine era, I never came onto this show without wearing real pants. Because I knew if I did not wear real pants, I would not think that I was like... That I, I, I would think... I would be relaxed. I would be too like relaxed and casual yeah. and the content would come out this is work sam and i'm here to work yeah no i'm i'm here to work too i just can't be fucking bothered today yeah you well you're sick you 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 have uh you have the new variant the hottest yeah. new variant so. yeah the hottest the hottest new variant. everybody's buying it for christmas everybody everybody wants it. it's number one in everybody's fucking crackmas list find it in your uh, stocking today or whatever Omicron. I got it from uh, I got it from those bastards at the anime convention. Um, I went to I went to Con Alt Delete, which uh, by the way, true real crackheads will remember me making fun of on the show last year. Yes, for all of their uh, their for all of their for being mega made. Yeah, for being extremely mid, and for having so many COVID precautions that I almost it, it just they probably just shouldn't have had a, had a convention. But, um, yeah, Miles, let me just, can I just say something? That if genuinely to me feels like a month has passed since we last recorded. Yeah, same here. So much fucking shit has happened in my life. Beyond COVID, I also went to this fucking anime shit. Um, uh, our newest video on Turnstile, the Pokemon review has been doing extremely fucking well for us. So I've been keeping an eye on that. Last few days, I went and saw the new Spider-Man movie. That was really good. I had a lot of fun watching that. Lots of fucking crazy shit happened. 
in like eight days. In eight crazy nights, one could say. In eight crazy nights. <laughs> but, yeah, Miles, let me just say, don't go to a convention in the winter. It's not worth it. It's just, it's not worth it. It's the the energy and vibe is nowhere near the same same level as conventions are that are held between the months of like May to August. Oh yeah, during the summer, no, winter conventions are are literally just where celebrities go to make seventy five dollars an hour. Yeah, do you, for five. Is hours. that what Clint, Quentin Flynn gets paid? Do you think because he's by the way he always shows up to all these Illinois conventions or riding? Uh, yeah. For, for, Riding from Metal Gear Solid. You think he's getting paid seventy five an hour to be? I don't think that they make a. I think that they get paid up front, and then they make a lot of their money by people taking photos of them and shit. But but I I don't think they they make a lot. I actually I would have to assume they also don't make an hourly wage. It's probably like an upfront payment. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you get paid upfront because I know a lot of the voice actors who come to these things also will host panels. And they'll tend to host more than one. Some will be like a direct Q&A thing. And then others will be like, it's like some slightly themed shit they're doing. Man, it was just so down. I was like so stunned with how like mid it was. I mean, the good news is I got a ton of great art from my room. None of which you can see because it's out of frame of the camera. Uh, but I did buy like $250 worth of art. And it's great. Um... But outside of buying shit, it was like the <laughs> not not good, not good. But Miles, what have you been up to for the holidays? Uh, well, let's see. I mean, I had I had content. I had some content, but uh, I guess I guess I'll start with this. A, a requested uh, a requested topic from Tom's second look, the the shadow organization behind so much of Miku's crack house. They they are the the Langley of Miku's crack house, uh, which is that the five by five, legendary Miles J five 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 set in fucking stone since twenty nineteen five 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 is one hundred and twenty five. I'm not cutting that. That one's not getting cut. I I I'm, I cut. I'll cut the previous blunder that no none of us will know about. But now you get to know that there was a first blunder, and that's really fun. That's fun for you guys. Uh, the second blunder, though, is staying in. So, the Miles J 5x5, set in stone since 2019, has been updated. A new member of the Empyrean has taken the throne. I know what it is, but please tell the audience. Well, what do you think it is? Because it's obvious. Oh, it's Shin Megami Tensei Five. Easy. It is Shin Megami Tensei Five. Oh my God, Samuel! I put two hundred thirty hours into this game. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy, isn't it? I can maybe count on one or two hands the amount of games I have over two hundred hours in. Yeah, it's not many. Same here. Like, like really, I that one of the most definitely like it's like. I think Breath of the Wild, 330 hours. Uh, you know, MGS, Splatoon. And to be fair, Splatoon, yeah, that should be, like, however many hours. It's an online game. Um, yeah, it might be one of the most played games by pure hours that I've, I've ever had. So, that's exciting. And it's only been out a month. It's only been out a month. It's fucking nuts. 
Yeah, Near Automata took a fucking seat on the bench. Said, okay, sorry, I was just about sorry, to boy. ask, because I got to be honest, I was a little more, because I I already know SMT5 is a good game. No, no convincing necessary. But what I, I did want to know was what, what got the axe. Oh, yeah, and no, that's near? the more fun. Yeah, it was Near Automata. That's the more fun question, because we also had a discussion that I think Mario 64 is next on the chopping block. Jesus. Because I, I love Brutal. Mario 64. I truly love Mario 64. And this this is why this shit's tough. This is why this shit's tough. You got you got to make tough choices. But Mario 64 like of the games that I was looking at, that was the one that like I'm the least warm thinking about. I think about these other games and and like there's just this strong emotion, something that I associate with it, it respect, uh you know, a great deal of fun, excitement, you know, sorrow or or nostalgia, happy memories of some kind. Like when I when I think about MGS five, besides just having a shit ton of fun, I just think about like some of the coziest hours of my life, right? Yeah. Um like SM sixty four, like I truly love that game, but like I don't I don't have that like feeling. I don't have that I'm feeling. I'm gonna play that me. when we're done with the show, I think. You've oh, oh, like SM sixty four? Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck I'm like, yeah. that's a great, that's a game I love when I'm like, I need to listen to a podcast and kill seven hours. Like, <laughs> that's the best part about it, but about SM64. It is one of the most satisfying, long form, non 100% concentration games. Because you, ha- you have a game, you know, you have like NES games. Those are 100% concentration games. You, you gotta, you gotta put your all in for three hours, right? And then you have these other seven hour games. Or like alternatively, Unshark- 30, 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, Whenever I think of NES games, I I automatically think of Zelda 2. That's why. That's so funny because when I think of NES games, I think of Mega Man 2, Contra, Castlevania. Like, those are the three that come to mind. Well, oh, yeah. The other thing that got the axe, because the the 5x5 was updated again. And this was was a correction of an error. This was a correction of an error where I had to decide. I had to sit down and I had to say, Zelda 1 or Zelda 2? Oh, both can't be there. Both can't be there. Both can't be there. Because I love them both. But only one may rule. I mean, you two... I mean, here's the deal. You can have both. You can have both. But is it worth sacrificing one of the other 24? That was the point, is I could have both, but I there was nothing... I did not want to sacrifice Mario 64 for Zelda 1. Truly, I did not. Right? So Zelda 2 got put in its place. Which it that is, axed? oh no, Zelda 2 got the fucking ascension. It got the promotion oh, to the 5 Zelda by 5. Zelda 1 got the axe. Zelda 1 got the axe. You know, I think that's reasonable. I think as time has gone on and Breath of the Wild came out and kind of like actually did what Zelda 1 was trying to do again, Zelda 1 has retroactively become a little less, spe- little less special in the grand scheme of what the Zelda series initially tried to do since it finally did it. And it was awesome, and it was spectacular. So now Zelda 2 still stands alone as a kind of cool, at, like, true action-adventure game on the NES. Yeah, well, yeah, it's um, awesome. Um, And and that's great, because that's a very, like, like I, I've always felt like my 5x5, five five, like, there's a certain genericness to a lot of the picks. It's like, oh, Ocarina of Time's there. Oh, my God. What a fucking, what a fucking shocker that one is. Um, so it's cool to have like just like this this sort of weird controversial pick with Zelda two. That's that's a nice deep pick, and especially one that I I would be willing to defend and stand by. It's not it's not a guilty pleasure of mine. I'm like no fucking Zelda two is awesome. The game's amazing. Uh, yeah. So yeah, fuck it. 
I'd have to fuck, dude. I I feel like there's a lot. I feel like in the last two years, especially, I've played a lot of old stuff for the first time that I feel like definitely has a place in the top twenty five for me. That I would really need to like sit down and pull up like seven different lists of games from like all consoles and arcade and all PC and all this shit and be like, okay, try to make this fucking top twenty five. Um That's what that's what you'll do next week. You'll you'll come on with that. Yeah, we'll we'll bring we could bring in the the new year. Well, we're gonna do yeah. the 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 crackies. The crackies. Right? And by the way, we're gonna do actually, the crackies right. We're actually gonna do the crackies instead of instead of trying to improv it and then and then it failing as quickly as possible. Like we're actually like tomorrow we should sit down and figure out our our categories and just make it happen. Yeah, we'll we'll do. Oh, we'll do. And also, how about this? Well, if you want to us to do a, a if you want to present like what 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 yeah if you want to give us a category for the crackies we will do it please tweet it at us at miku's crack house or post it in our discord link in the description and we will add your categories to the docket as well along with our own categories yes we will do whatever the fuck you ask us to rank because that's how the show works so yeah i mean like that's that that was sort of the it's not even a big deal. Like it, it is a big deal. It's a big deal to me because I'm a boring person, Sam. I'm one of those people who like who like I wake up, I eat a TV dinner, and I go to bed. Like that's my that's my life. If, if, I'm like that SpongeBob episode where SpongeBob's like she's forgotten what life is like on the outside, and it's a montage of like someone driving and then someone at work, and it's like the same. They're in the same position, looking fucking miserable the whole time. <laughs> yeah, like. Like, that's, that's fucking me. That's me. I get up, I do the same shit every day, and then I sleep. Uh, and, and other than, like, writing and whatever various misdeeds I get into that week, my life is, is uneventful. So this is a big deal. When, like, truly great art comes out, this is what I, this is the reason that I keep breathing. This is the reason that I, I get out of bed. Yeah, I remember, like, it was so funny in, like, 2019 when, like, Fire Emblem Three Houses and some other game you liked came out, and it was like, wow. Miles liked two games this year. Yeah, Death Stranding and Death Stranding and Three Houses. Death Stranding, yeah, Death Stranding. And I played those back to back. I played those back to back, and that was a great time in my life where I was just like, "Dude, art is alive and well." Then 2020 happened, and I was like, "Oh, oh," because like, yeah, Seven R. I fucking love Seven R, certainly, but um, and a shame about that PC port too. Oh, dude, what a shame. my dude, those those settings are, are the saddest. They got to be the PS Five settings. They dude, actually have to be. No, no, that's that's what it is. It is the PS Five settings, and that's it. And that's a fucking problem. And the the reason why PC games have settings, it's not like they just have them because they they have settings. So you're able to tailor the experience for your machine, which could be one of thousands of different com- combinations of power, you know? It could be kind of shitty, it could be really shitty, it could be mid, it could be a mid-range PC, it could be decent, it could be pretty good, super good, all ranges, you know? And you need these settings to be able to tailor it to get the kind of experience you want. Not just, I hope your, I hope your PC's a PS5, like... Yeah. 
And and even if it is, it still has fucking stuttering problems. So uh, fuck fuck Square Enix. And they, it's on the Epic Game Store. So fuck Square Enix. Um, they always do this shit. Near Autonoma had a fucking horrible PC port too. By the way, that go will go down in history. I think until it until its maker is is met again for the worst experience I've ever had with a video game on PC is Near Autonoma because the opening prologue of that game is 35 minutes with no saves and the game would just constantly crash like 20 to 25 minutes in like six times and if i had to see if it would get through i'd have to play through the fucking prologue again where you got to do the fucking shmup mission and all this shit and i was miserable it took me six hours (laughs) to escape the fucking prologue i need to go back to that yeah, now that it's now that it's finally got a patch that allows you to play it. Exactly right. Um, I've I've decided to take my uh my because t- since I'm a I, I have fucking COVID, you know, I can't be giving this shit to other people. So I've been I've been holed up in my my room the last three days, and we'll be here until at least the thirtieth or possibly New Year's Day the thirty or excuse me New Year's Eve the thirty first. Um, so I've been being like, no, I'm gonna use this as an opportunity to actually like get through some fucking backlog games because I have literally nothing better to fucking do. And if I don't play Doom Eternal right now, then it's never going to fucking happen. So I'm like halfway through Doom Eternal. Uh, I'm doing it on fucking mouse and keyboard. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I just decided to say, fuck it. I don't need training. I don't need training wheels. I beat Quake on normal. I can surely play Doom Eternal and Ultraviolence. Uh, Miles, this game is so fucking hard. Oh my God. <laughs> Maybe you should bump the difficulty down to like. No, uh, there you go. No, I, knew you were gonna I say will that. not. I will not bump the difficulty down. I will play it on ultra violence, and I will learn. I here's the deal. This is why I'm good at games, Miles, is because I just will trial by fire this shit until I am. Because the way I see games, it's like, well, clearly, I won't be ready for the. It's like, well, clearly. If I got through this section on ultraviolence on keyboard and mouse, I was, I was good enough to get through. Like, I ha- like my skills are gonna grow from this one playthrough more than if I had a much easier time on normal and fumbled my way through. Because I can't make as many mistakes, I gotta really fucking be on my A game and really actually like learn how to use this fucking keyboard. And let me tell you, Miles, I am getting better. In the in like the te- in the eight or so hours I've played thus far, I have I have definitely gotten better on the fucking keys. I'm still a fucking clown and can't press the E key, uh, but uh, <laughs> when I fucking want. But um, yeah, that game is really fucking good, dude. That game is really really good. I think you would like Doom Eternal a lot. I feel like no, it I has a lot that. of it has a lot of Miles bullshit. Like, like, like weapon combos and a lot of like choice in how you would. (laughs) Yeah, this is a lot of Miles bullshit, like choice. Well, specifically, I mean, it has a lot of mechanics. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I get, well, specifically mechanical choice in how you go about taking out enemies in the many different ways they're weak and what weapons they're weak to in certain scenarios in which some weapons are better than others and having you... What I like about Doom Eternal 
is that Doom Eternal, when you open the game, it has a little, like, like pop-up thing that says, Welcome to Doom Eternal or whatever. Make sure to use all your weapons, asshole! Like, this isn't like Doom 2016 where you can just use the shotgun the whole game. You gotta use everything. And let me tell you, Miles, they make you use fucking everything all the time, which I kind of like. Because you know how you win games? Like, let's use JRPGs as an example. You know how in JRPGs, everyone, you always got like 99 pie potions? And you just, and you just never fucking use them because oh, I gotta save them. You know, I gotta save these high potions where I really need them. Lo and behold, you beat the game and you never fucking ended up using them because you just kept saving them for worse and worse. You know, times that never came. Because you just were like, yeah, I can handle it. Doom Eternal's like, no, you need to use the chainsaw all the time. You need to use flame belts all the time. Even if you're full on armor, still fucking use it. Still be throwing out your grenades. You have to like use all your cooldowns. Which I'm really into. Because I, I I like that I have to engage with every fucking mechanic. Which is really, really sick. It's really thoughtful and uh, at a good time. And the music's sick. And the music's awesome. Can I tell you about a little game called Shin Megami Tensei Five, where the items actually that fucking game's got demons. big time? It does. It does got demons. And they're your friends. It's got you, you demon, demons that you love. Do you? Do you? Is Pyrojack in the game? I like Pyrojack. Pyrojack is not in the game. Jack-O-Lantern is in the game. Jack-O-Lantern. Okay. It's Jack Frost, but he's got a pumpkin on his head. <laughs> and he's floating. <laughs> Big Truly. fan of Jack-O-Lantern. Truly iconic <laughs> shit. Dude, I, the, the demons in that game are so fucking sick. I love, I'm, I'm all, I'm officially like all about mythology. Cause let me tell you something. Whenever people were like, yeah, I'm really into Greek mythology. I was like, you're a fucking, you're, you're a nerd and you have no personality. Like there's nah, some, Greek there's, mythology's fucking cool, dude. There, there was something about me where I was like resistant to the idea of Greek mythology people. And now I'm like, oh no, I get it. Dude, mythology's fucking sick. I get it. I, I, I don't know what it was about Greek mythology, but I think that I, I associated with I associated it with people who like took one class about it and then and 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 they now decide they love Greek mythology. Whereas I think a lot of people genuinely like they they get into everything. They get into fucking everything with Greek mythology. I think, it was just yeah, that my experience with Greek mythology people, as it often does, uh, ruined my perception. And I got, and I fucking learned today. I fucking learned that I'm a closed-minded asshole, as I often am. Uh, and now, now I'm like, dude, you Greek mythology people are all right. There's definitely, I will say, there is. You you do spit some truth with with the which is I kind of what class. I do. It's kind of what I do on this show. Or like, on, I'm I'm half right all the time. On on the on the I took you know I took one class in Greek mythology now uh, and and now I'm a, I'm a fan. I mean, my thing is this, I just, I, I, first of all, I've only taken one class in Greek mythology, but I've also consumed a lot of other media that is based on Greek mythology. So like Hades, God of War, of course, uh, or God of War 3, excuse me, um, uh, the fucking Odyssey episode of Arthur. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a classic one. Which by DW the way, is in, Odysseus. It, when I, uh, when I took my Greek mythology class in college, we had to do a presentation talking about a piece like 
media that references or is about like you're inspired by greek mythology and talk about it and i did that episode of arthur for the class and it was fucking awesome um <coughs> fuck but um yeah, you guys gotta get tested now sorry um but <laughs> yeah all you listeners get your ears swabbed <coughs> fuck I want to just say Sam Sam is not wearing a mask on this episode, so it's a nah. really bad form for him. I'm gonna get fucking canceled. He's gonna, yeah, no Sam Sam is an anti-masker. He's not wearing masks to his podcast. Cast. <laughs> That's being held in my fucking quarantined room. <laughs> <coughs> Fuck. God damn. But yeah, no, I like I appreciate greek mythology from the i think the characters are cool yeah, it, like the greek i mean it's, mythology a, it's a story characters. it's a story yeah. and but what's cool is it's it's not it's like a story but it's like it's it's the you know how people call it like superheroes are their mo- are the like the modern day like myth heroes yeah um that's true in like a lot in the way like the stories are structured too in the sense that, like, there's, like, general lore. So, like, let's use, like, Batman as an example. Like, Batman and, like, Zeus, right? There's, like, general lore for Batman. Batman has a car called the Batmobile. His sidekick is Robin. His parents died and were shot by a mugger. Like, these are just the eternal truths of Batman. But then there's different kinds of Batman. There's Batman from the animated series, who's more of a detective um very he's like very human and then there's batman in like justice league story very human is in this man is constantly could be shot at any moment like that kind of thing where then you have justice league batman who is like one of the god who is truly like a god of intellect type character Rat still human, still Batman, still has this backstory, but all these other elements kind of make him almost a different character. Same sort of situation with a lot of these Greek characters. It's like, you know, sometimes, you know, like Hermes is the messenger of the gods. He runs fast. He has wings. And then there are other stories with him that are where he's somewhat relevant where he's either an A character or like a side character. It's all really fun and interesting how it all meshes together. And that's like JoJo's bizarre Greek adventure. Mythology. Yeah, it's JoJo's fucking bizarre adventure. It's fucking Poseidon's fucking bizarre adventure. Yeah, well, well, that was the thing that I, I realized with with uh, with Shin Megami Tensei Five, where I was sitting there and I was like, I need to like really get into all of these mythologies and then rank them based on narrative competence. I need I need to take these cultures that people have established for thousands of years and boil them down to video essay garbage, and and make a fucking buzz moto or whatever it's idea. called. To watch Mojo tier list. I just love the idea of of you doing you coming back to you Miles with Y comes back to YouTube with Egyptian mythology is mid. Two hours, like two yeah. hours and fifty-two two hours and eighteen like, minutes. Uh, the Falcon Mask, really? Like, <laughs> and then it's like Anubis with like a like a sad face. On yeah, it's uh, yeah, it. An- Anubis, Anubis, but he's got the the narrow Majora's Mask moon lips. <laughs> yeah. Ah <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, fuck. 
Yeah. Mythology's fucking cool. I don't really know anything about Japanese mythology. Is that where a majority of the demons from SMT come from? I'm assuming. No, I mean, it's it's all different walks, but there there is a fair amount of focus on Japanese demons. Uh, typically, the Japanese demons are almost always like... I mean, I don't know. It, it's probably just in 5, but... They're very well represented in this game, um, to to be sure. But uh, from what I played of three, they're they're really not as well represented. It's it's a lot more. Three three is very Judeo Christian so far, um, and uh, I have not played four. My understanding of four is four is is a lot more. I think it's a lot more Greek mythological. I'm not too sure, but either way, yeah. Five five has some. Five is is pretty Japanese. Uh, but, uh, you know, you got Hindu, like the super boss is a Hindu god. Um, you know, you got uh, you got Chinese, Japanese. Uh, there's no Korean gods because fuck those guys. Um, I don't even know if Korea has gods. I'm assuming they do. Every fucking country's got gods. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of yeah, a lot of Hindu, a lot of Buddhist, a lot of um, of fey folk, you know, very, very English fairy tale you know middle european kind of things middle age yeah. european uh, a lot of japanese um obviously a lot of judeo christian uh and then there's general like myths <clears throat> excuse me i'm getting covid from sam not wearing his mask over over video call there's also a couple general myths like mothman is there jack frost is there um the jersey devil is not there I was, no, you can't, Miles, you can't, you can't say that, you can't lead in saying the Jersey Devils in SMT5 only to fucking punch, punch me in the fucking balls after. He is not there. The Jersey Devil is not in Shin Megami Tensei 5. Bigfoot is not in Shin Megami Tensei 5. Is Nessie at least in Shin Megami Tensei? The Loch Ness monster is not in Shin Megami Tensei Five. God damn! Hold on, let hold on. Let me pull up a list of cryptids, and you can tell me if they are in Shin Megami Tensei Five or not. I can tell you that almost no cryptids are in Shin Megami Tensei Five. It is just Mothman. And Mothman See, wait, is so a you're tradition. You're telling me Mokula Membe is not a uh, not no. not in. Mokula Membe is not in Shin Megami Tensei 5. <laughs> Neither is the Chupacabra. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Uh, what about... Uh, I'm, does it got any vampires? They got any vampires in a... No, but it's got Succubus and Lilith. Okay. And Lilim. Lilith, I guess, is not a... Um, a vampire, but Lilim is. It's a Dark Starkers character. Lilith is a is a vampire in Dark's Dark Stalkers. Lilith is Stalkers. In Dolph Lundgren's Death or Dark Stalker. There's Dark Stalker. There's Death Stalker. And there's Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> what do any of those mean? I don't know. Dolph Lundgren. <sighs> who is who the fuck is that? Dolph like, Lundgren. I know the name. <laughs> It, he, it's like an actor, right? Yeah, he played the villain in Rocky Four. That's even it. Drago. That's it. But the, the reason it. that people still talk about Drago. him is that the the reason that people still talk about him is that he's got an IQ of 160. Like very famously, he is a genius. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And it, damn, that's so cool. And he's like buff as fuck. Yeah, and he's buff as fuck. 
Damn, he maxed out two of his stats on Dude, he 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 actually went for the strength int build. Dude, I can't believe he dead ass EV trained as a child. Like that's really what you have to do in order to max out your stats like that. You gotta EV train from the fucking get-go. Dude, can you imagine a mom who's like EV training, like kid comes out unoptimal, she just drowns it. Has another. Puts it in the box. Yeah, puts it <laughs> puts it in the PC. Dude, that that would be a great shrouded hand episode. Like, just a a great like. Hey, everybody, shrouded hand here. What if your mom decided you weren't good enough? Like, <laughs> you came out and your stats weren't good enough. <laughs> Number fifteen, Burger King foot lettuce. Sorry, that's the only thing my brain was thinking of when you were doing that impression. Let's fucking blame it on blame it on. Jorge. Blame on Jorge. <laughs> His shit comes in my, my fucking box all the time. It's really funny. <laughs> Have you watched any good fucking videos lately, by the way? I, I, I'm just desperate for any form of entertainment. The problem, I, you know, here's the thing. I have, but you're not going to like it because it's all true crime shit. Oh, okay. You're you're into the you're into true crime stuff. Oh yeah, no, I love true crime shit. Like I I think I think it's I I love especially like really obscure serial killers, really obscure torturers. Like I find that all very interesting. Yeah. See, I you know it's funny. This is this is where 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 I think we differ. So you're interested in true crime. I'm just interested once they get to jail. Yeah, that's fair. You're you're interested in generic <laughs> crime. Yeah, I uh, YouTube finally got on, finally caught on and started recommending me a in sixty day in clips today. So I was watching a couple of those. And I'm just like, this this is this is wild. This shit's crazy. But so what you're saying is that Baby Driver is a great movie, except he's only in prison for a little bit. Yeah, it's it's only it's a shame that we just don't get to see you know like another like fifteen minutes you know like extend the movie like twenty minutes just to see him just chilling <laughs> just in jail. see him just chilling in prison because that's the problem is him being in prison he's like a model prisoner yeah like that's the whole point it's like <laughs> fuck but yeah you realize watching like sixty days in, it's like yeah this is like it's like yeah it's b- boring like duh like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, prison it's not fucking, that interesting. Prison fucking sucks. Yeah, or let me be clear: the sixties days in, they're they're at they're in jail. I think. Okay, sorry, they're in jail. They're they're in jail. Um, which is which is which is definite, which is actually different than pri- prison. Saying definitely yeah, different is. sounds sarcastic. No, it is actually different than uh. Than, than prison, and and um, you don't have a big kink for jail. That's the nah, big thing to understand. Nah, jail's kind of fucking boring, and a bunch of people who like you know, you know, are, are you know still haven't been necessarily would you, would like, you, convicted of a crime. Are there? Would you say that jail is a soft limit as far as kinks go? Soft limit? I mean, this I'm is, just not. Is... I'm just not interested in, in jail. Okay, yeah. So that's a hard limit. Yeah. Because, like, prison, that's the, like, fuck, that shit's fucking crazy in there. It's the wild, it's like the last bastion of lawless, wild west, not craziness. Where any, where any, who knows what happens. But it sure ain't, sure ain't good. It's all, it's all insane. It's all craziness. Which is the fun of prison. I suppose there's no fun in prison. It's fun for me. 
I'm not in jail. It's yet. not like it, 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 I don't. It's not like fun per per se is not the word I would use. I'm just completely fascinated by the setting and the environment and like the cat. Like I part of the reason why I liked stories set in prison so much and you know shout out Stone Ocean. What up? Um, is because with a lot of stories pull their punch in this car cards a lot have you noticed this a lot of times you watch any media about prison it's always set up that the the character you follow either didn't do the crime they're there for or it's under some form of like false like false pretense that they're they're there it's not a very rarely they're there because they actually committed a fucking crime and what i like about that is because because it's set in prison, all the characters are innately, like, they're, like, morally questionable characters. Because they're all there because they all committed a crime of some kind, right? So these are not morally ups, necessarily morally upstanding individuals, necessarily. Um, and there may be a little bit something there. Which is why it's, like, interesting in a lot of these, like, prison ensemble shows when you get the flashback to see, like, oh, what exactly did bring so-and-so to to prison what actually got them locked up here it's just interesting it's just it's just fucking fascinating to me i just think it's a really interesting setting for for stories and i do and, and the real the real place is just a terrifying fucking again terrifying crazy place that's what but that's why i have issues with here here's where we differ sam is that i because i agree with your kink for prison what I don't like, though, is when prison is just a passage, just a stop on the adventure. Oh, no. I hate. Yeah, I'm with okay, you. On okay, this. You, we're, we're with agree. Me. Okay, we absolutely agree. All right, on this. cool, cool. Yeah, like in in Guardians of the Galaxy one, where they're in prison for like ten minutes. I'm like, fuck off. Might have just cut yeah. the scene, dude. Just cut that's, it. Yeah, that's not a. That's not a real. That's not. That's that's like fake fictional space prison too. That that's not even like really what I. What I what I'm what I'm looking for, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. When, when I want a prison story, I need, I need a sign. Not all, all of it, not true. But I need like a good chunk of it. Like, <coughs> fuck. I think about a, I think the, I think the movie's called The Shot Caller. I think like half of that movie. I think like the first like forty percent of that movie takes place in prison, if I'm correct. And then the back 60 is when he's out and dealing with the ramifications of, like, him joining a gang and stuff in prison. I think that's what hap what happens there. I could be wrong. I haven't actually seen that movie. But, like, that's an okay... That's that's good. That's, that's a good okay. ratio. Decent ratio. Because, because, because that's still, like, a prison movie to me because there's significant amount of time spent at the, the actual prison... And the ramifications of actually being in the prison are, like, legitimately relevant in the rest of the story. And, like, the back half wouldn't have happened if he didn't go to prison the first half. So, like, it's it's still all, like, makes makes sense or whatever. But, yeah, I'm with you. This, like, five-minute, ten-minute fucking they went to prison we got a fucking time skip or they broke out immediately. Yeah, now get that shit out of here. They always break out immediately. It's always they break out immediately. And it always sucks. Yeah, that's why shout out fucking Shawshank Redemption. At least he breaks out the end, and it takes him twenty fucking years to do it. Yeah, and um, and it's uh, the it's at the end of the fucking film. And for uh, not Hulk, because Hulk is is um, 
Hoke is the name of the guy from Driving Miss Daisy. Uh, Morgan Red. Freeman. Red, Red. Thank Red. you. Yeah. Red. <laughs> yeah. Red is in there for like, what, 50 years or some shit like that? So, yeah. He was like 19 when he got arrested. Yeah. It's yeah. Some shit like that. Yeah. And he gets out and he's like in his 60s. Yeah. Which is fucking crazy. That that movie rules, dude. That is great, right? That it's said, so that said, what I can say about that movie that I find interesting is that it it is one of the few films to fit into what I call IMDb core. <laughs> Talk to me. I, I I I couldn't really speak to an IMDb core movie. So IMDb has the weirdest like user base of people who are really into like the same ten kinds of movies, right? Like, like the, the, the IMDb top 100 is like exactly what you expect it to be. It's all I'm pu- like, I'm pulling it out. I'm pulling yeah. it out. So it's, it's one of a handful of things. One American cinema classics shit that is shown not on TNT, dude, TNT's for like the trash. This is like the AFI top 100 movies, right? The second are prestige nerd films, Joker, the dark Knight. Um, probably not Spider-Man 2, but like, like, uh, one of the Marvel dude, movies. Dude, right now, IMDb Top 100, number three is Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's gonna change, by the way, that's gonna change. Yeah, oh, abs- absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, let me, let me continue, because I want to see if you can please. spot some of these on the list. All right. Will do. Uh, the second is critically acclaimed animated film. You will see Critically only- acclaimed animated film okay keep you going. will only see disney movies and studio ghibli films under these ghost in the shell standalone spirited complex away. spirited away is the first one listed perfect blue will not appear there, there will not be a single satoshi Kon movie there won't be a mamaru oishi movie uh there won't be a fucking like kiyoani animated film. lion king lion king yeah uh, grave of the fireflies guess... yep studio ghibli um that's the uh of the top 50 those were the only three animated movies yeah so, um, so and no yeah only disney was lion king that was it in the top 50 yeah. uh so so again it's it's american classics godfather uh shawshank redemption i think shawshank redemption is the highest rated film on imdb or something like that oh uh, yes it is a yes it still is it is 9.3 yeah, which and I love that film. Like, don't get me wrong, but but it's 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 a it's such a weird like IMDb just universally agrees this is the greatest movie ever made. It's very yeah. I I, I don't I don't really get it. Although to be to be honest, like <laughs> it's kind of hard to say something's the greatest piece of in its medium. No, ever. but but what's interesting about it is that IMDb has this very specific user base, very specific user base. Um, so, so yeah, Prestige, Nerd Films, Dark Knight, uh, like Endgame, not Endgame, probably Infinity War is more likely to be on there than Endgame. Um, I did not see, uh, eh, like the, No Way Home's the only, the only Marvel movie movie I see. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Yeah. But Dark Knight's definitely, Dark Knight's probably still top 10. Dark Knight was number four. Yeah. Definitely top 10 still. Joker is like number 25, I believe, or something like that. Ooh, I, dude, I didn't see Joker in the top 50. Um, uh, control F for Joker. I know it's on that list. Yeah, hold on. Let me open up. Uh, it won't display all hundred for me. So hold on. let me open up the the back fifty. Um, Joker's number fifty five, and then okay, your 55. name is right below it at fifty six. So okay, that not quite. 
Okay, but Ghibli. but that does count as critically acclaimed animated film. But I should one thing I should specify is critically acclaimed, recognized by the Academy animated film. Dude, can we just go through this top 100 list? I'm kind of. Can we just go through it from 100? To yeah, 1? but but I want I want to get the last two. I want to get the Please. last two. Okay, all right. Number four, high concept action film. So Christopher Nolan movies of every yep. of various kinds. Inception is there. Um, I think Interstellar's also on there. Probably, probably. The Prestige um, might be also on there. Christopher Nolan's beloved on that website. Let's see. Interstellar is not in fifty-five to one hundred. Is it in the top fifty? Yes, Interstellar is number twenty-one. Gotcha. Bam. Okay. And then the last one is what I call acceptable surrealist films. These are movies that have bonkers or zany premises, um, but in an artsy way for people with 100 IQ. So I'm talking Black Swan. Um, I'm talking Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And by the way, none of these are bad movies. Like, I'm just saying these are these are. These are IMDb core movies. Yeah, these are not as as like as mentally taxing as as a lot of the IMDb user base seems to think they are based on reviews on the website. They'll be like, it's a, a tantalizing puzzle box of, of it's like, no, it's not. Stop this. Uh <laughs> yeah. Uh so Black Swan, not not listed. Not not anywhere in the top hundred. Interesting. Um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Let me... S yes, 82. Bam! Got it! So yeah, th those are those are what I consider the five IMDb core films, which is, you know, classic American cinema, prestige nerd film, critically acclaimed, academy-recognized animated film, um, high-concept action movie, and conventional... I'll call it conventional surrealist film. Okay. Inter okay. Interesting. So let's see how out of how many a hundred of these fall into like a category. We don't have to do individually. But I just want to see. I think how I think, many on the top hundred fall into. I one think of these the five. only. I think the only foreign film here is Parasite. I think Parasite. there might be maybe one more, and obviously all the anime films. I think Parasite might be the only foreign like live action film on this there, list. There is there. There is one at 94, Das Boot. Um, oh, Das Boot. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that the director sense. is Wolfgang Peterson, and it stars a bunch of guys with German names, so I'm assuming it's... A, and it's and it's about World War II German U-boat. Da, das Boot um, is very famous, yeah. That's a funny name for a movie. Oh, wait, Das Boot? Yeah, it's das great. Das Boot, even though it just means, like, the boat. Like, yeah, the boat, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's go through this list, and I'll tell you where all these movies fall. Okay, some of these you'll have to help me with because I I don't I don't I, there are like probably at least twenty I don't recognize the name or anything about. Uh, M is number hundred. It's nineteen. Okay, M is actually a German film by the director of I believe it's Fritz Lang. I believe the director of Metropolis. Yes. Um, oh, okay. But that that is a um, I'll I'll expand this to classic cinema in general. So silver screen classic films. Uh, M is is one of the first like really like dark mature films. It's about a child molester and serial killer, and the community that tries to stop him. I believe it's like 1927 or something crazy like that. 31, 31, yeah. So a very very classic uh, classic film. Like for example, like Duck Soup or The Dictator might also count. 
you know, these sort of like Groucho Marx, Charlie Chaplin, so like classic yeah. silver screen era movies, uh, bringing up baby singing in the rain. Yeah. And speaking, speaking of, I'm going to blast through these couple because they're all in the same category. Silver screen, Citizen Kane, number 99, 98, singing in the rain, 97, Vertigo, 96, North by Northwest, 95, 2001, Space Odyssey, all, I feel like iconic silver screen cinema. Those are what we call requisite picks. These are picks that the, the IMDb user base doesn't actually love, but they, they're like, I mean, I guess, like, they're classics. But these are not thing, These are not IMDb core films. These are just on the list because the, 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 the IMDb user base recognizes them as important, and they kind of have to tip their hat to these movies. Yeah, it's a... Uh... Yeah, fucking shit. This is shit I watched in my my film class in high school. You know? Oh yeah, this is shit everyone watched in their film class, and and it's shit that not everyone loves, but everyone at least recognizes as quality and important. Which is why it's in the top one hundred, even though these are movies that these people probably don't love. Yeah, uh, ninety yeah ninety four is I said Das Boot ninety three Star Wars Episode Six Return of the Jedi. Which I gotta be honest with you, Miles, I I like this. I really love this movie, but I'm stunned it's here. Well, I'm I'm gonna promise you that Empire Strikes Back is significantly higher on the list. It definitely is, and I and I in Return of the Jedi, uh, uh, New Hope should be as well. New Hope is definitely um, gonna be on here as well. I'm just I'm just shocked. I'm just shocked Return of the Jedi made. Now here's the question: Does that count as high concept action film or classic American cinema? Because <coughs> I think it's classic American. No, it's prestige nerd. That's what it is. It's prestige nerd. Yeah, it, yeah. Star Wars is Star Wars is like a hybrid of prestige nerds and silver silver screen cinema. Um, yeah. Ninety two Amadeus, Amadeus. That's um high concept surrealist film. That's that's like a character study about Amadeus Mozart. Yeah. Uh, ninety one. Once upon a time in America, nineteen eighty four. Gangster Sergio film. Oh, Leon. you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna add a category for gangster films. There's going to be Goodfellas. There's going to be Godfathers. There's going to be Once crime movie. Crime, yeah, crime film. Crime, generic crime film. Uh, ninety aliens. Uh, prestige nerd. High right? concept, high concept action film and prestige nerd. Okay. Um. Oh, this one I don't know. Ninety. Uh, eighty nine. Come and see by uh, Ilem Kilmov. That sounds like a foreign film, but I do yes. not know the one. Uh, nine, uh, number eighty-eight, Reservoir Dogs. Hey, Should be way higher, but uh, but Tar- yeah, that, Tarantino's what, gonna. What What is Tarantino under? What do we? What Tarantino do we is under? under. I would say he's under Prestige Nerd. Prestige Nerd. Okay. Um. Yeah. What about? It's funny. I feel like half of his movies are like Prestige Nerd, and the other half are like like so like the the Silver Screen like Silver Screen. Screen. Yeah, like like um like uh Hateful Eight is definitely Silver Screen classic. Yeah, or just ge- or I, generic I, like classic American cinema. Yeah, and I feel the same way about like Pulp Fiction too. It just yeah. is so iconic and and so that can, yeah that counts to... as classic American cinema. Kill Bill is probably class. I think Kill Bill is Prestige Nerd. Yeah, I I would say so. Um, number 87, Braveheart. That's, I mean, it's That's classic American cinema. Classic American cinema? Yeah. And then, here we go, first Pixar on the list, Toy Story. Shockingly low. Shockingly yeah, low. I think so. Um, I guarantee you Toy Story 3 is really high up. Yeah. And then, yeah, I'm curious to see where that lands. Uh, 85, Goodwill Hunting. 84, American Beauty. 83, Requiem for a Dream. Eternal Sun- 82, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. All the, these all, yeah, these all count as that kind of like again, like whatever. I, I think surrealism is the wrong word, but essentially, it's it's like these sorts of character study heady films, films that that are are 
are sort of intellectually stimulating, but still very accessible. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, I've never actually seen Requiem for a Dream. I've only heard the song. Requiem from a Dream is really funny because it's it's reefer madness for heroin. Like it's it's oh. literally like if you do heroin, you'll end up with fucking AIDS and you'll end up getting fucking raped. And it's just like all this like it's just like it's like comically aggressively dark. When <laughs> Miles, we this is a really weird thing. But do you remember from the years of like 2008 to like 2010 on YouTube where like fucking everyone and their mother used that fucking Requiem for a Dream remix? I think his name was like Clint Russell or something. No, I don't remember this. You'll have it's to send like, it to me. I'll try. I'll try to find the the the. I'll try to find the remix for you. It's like it, to me, it's like iconic with like that. It's like old classic YouTube. Internet. Yeah, that cl- like one of those like old internet songs. That should be stuff that we should do after that. Is talk about one of the songs from like 2008, 2010 we associate with. Both. Oh, I I I know exactly what we're talking about for that one. The internet, perfect. Uh, eighty one and glorious bastards. That's uh back at it again with the um. Classic uh, American cinema Tarantino. and prestige nerd. Yeah, although I I gotta say, Miles, I'm kind of shocked Inglorious Bastards is this low. Not because I'm such a big fan of it, because I but I just feel like this is everyone's fucking favorite Tarantino movie. I think it's everyone's favorite Tarantino movie when it came out. I think I but, think the I think the heat's died off. You think so? I think so. I, I when I I, watched, th- I think people have have sort of cooled off on it. Okay, because when I when when my uh, good buddy Elmer took me through the Tarantino movies in college, him and a lot of our friends, Inglorious Bastards was their favorite, and then I've just always seen people really really shout out, um, Bastards is like his his best work. Even though like if I when I rank the Tarantino movies, it's like third, like second or third from the bottom for me. Yeah, I'm not a big Inglorious Bastards person either. I don't know why, but uh, you know I. Yeah, I, I think it's good. It's, All it's a great good. film. It's not. It's far from like bad. It's awesome. It's a great film. Just like I like his other movies more. Um, number eight. This oh, this one you have to help me with. Twenty twelve movie called The Hunt. Oh, I don't know that one. It stars Mads Mikkelsen and Thomas Bolarsen. Sounds like it could be a foreign film. Possibly Thomas Vinterberg is the. Uh, that sounds Directly. like it's probably if it's not a foreign film, it's an American joint former foreign film. Yeah, and then seventy nine's the first Chaplin. It's uh so that's classic Silver Spring Cinema. It's a great dictator. Then nineteen fifty Sunset Boulevard, seventy seven Paths of Glory, seventy six Witness for the Prosecution, seventy five one of your favorites, Doctor Strangelove. Um, yes, classic. Uh, seventy four High and Low. That's our first Akira Kurosawa. On the oh, list. okay, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of him. There's at least three. The, like, yeah, well, three he's he's all right, all right. I have a I have a term for this. Ready? Acceptable foreign foreign film. film. Yes, I love no. this. Acceptable I love foreign is film. acceptable foreign film too. Yeah, like like it's like like these are foreign films that that demonstrate conventional cinematic techniques and that don't rely too heavily on cultural values, like. Like, I think Godzilla nowadays, like, old Godzilla is actually super controversial among American viewers because it's so nationalistic uh, and so, like, rooted in, like, act, like that like that era when people were kind of still identifying with the Axis power. Yeah. It's, like, become, it's become kind of controversial in the, in the, the second Nazi scare of the United States of America. <laughs> um, so, like, 
Yeah, like like that's this is what we call acceptable foreign film. Acceptable foreign film. Fucking Parasite awesome. is also an acceptable foreign film because it is a film about classism, and that is something that is sort of like a universal bridge. I need to yeah. see that movie still. I hear it's amazing, but oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure all these movies are fucking awesome. Like I, I love a lot of these films. Like uh, truly, it, what I'm making fun of is is how predictable the IMDb user base is. Yeah. And then here's the and then uh, I'm gonna rattle off these classics: seventy three Alien, seventy two Apocalypse Now. Which, by the way, real quick about Apocalypse Now, what is the Michael Bay movie that came out in like the early two thousands? Armageddon. I always get these two fucking movies mixed up. They're like insanely different levels of quality. Sam, I have never seen either of these movies. I just, I because you know why? Because when I hear about armageddon it's always about man wasn't filming armageddon fucked up almost apocalyptic if you will so i just that's i guess where it where it happens but i think apocalypse now was the one that was fucked up no no armageddon i think is the one maybe both were fucked up they might just be both fucked up this is what happens in movies when you have egomaniacs directing things yeah shout out francis Ford coppola what up (laughs) love him love him hate him Number 71, The Shining. Number 70, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's a little low. Prestige nerd. That is very low. Yeah. Yeah, Raiders is definitely prestige nerd. 69, Mononoke. 68, Memento. 67, Old Boy. That's a high concept action film and acceptable foreign film. Yes. Uh, 66, oh, I don't know this one. The Lives of Others. I don't know that one either. Oh, this is a foreign film. This is foreign. Okay, okay. Uh, 65, Wally. 64, Like Stars on Earth. Uh, what is this? I don't know. I just, I, we haven't, surprised we haven't run into a single Lars von Trier film. That's surprising to me. Would you know it when you when you see the titles of the film? Possibly. I mean, okay. here's the thing: we might have passed one up, but but particularly the Depression trilogy is really acclaimed. Melancholia, in particular, Nymphomaniac. Um, okay. there's one gotcha. other in the Depression trilogy. Um, sixty three, three idiots from two thousand nine. <laughs> three. I think that's a foreign film. It is. It's. I think it's an in. I think it's a movie from India. It might. May, might be about. I guess we gotta watch not. three. I gotta watch three idiots. I gotta three watch three idiots, dude. I'm sorry. There nothing makes me inter- more interested in watching a movie than it being called Three Idiots. Three I'm like idiots, okay. Yeah. The, yeah. The, All right. The, I'm um, in. I kind. I'm, in. I'm into the. Uh, I'm into the the description. Two friends are searching for their long lost companion. They revisit their college days and recall the memories of their friend who inspired them to think differently, even as the rest of the world called them idiots in quotes oh interesting interesting um number 62 i'm i'm a little stunned that this is here given the legacy of this movie but dark knight rises huh this movie i think is better than people give it credit for like a little but it's bit a dis- I still gotta it's, it's a disgraced it. film it's it's a, i think it's it's a thoroughly disgraced film i just feel like it's so it's just it's this it has the same problem that like raimi three does where I think it's better than people give it credit for, even though it, it has significant problems that pull it like four to five levels below one and two. Oh um, yeah, yeah. But but I also think that that there was this sort of we'll call it the wave of denial, right? The wave of denial uh, is 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 um 
is a phenomenon, right? Uh, yes. Where where people will see a film, they'll say, "Oh man, that was so good," even though they kind of feel iffy about it, uh, and then they'll sort of they'll they'll sort of convince themselves that it that it was this super solid, super great work, uh, and then the the what how do you say this the 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 ranking basically will stay really high because that that initial wave will happen and then the yeah. people who go back and rank the movie will kind of rate it lower but that that first wave was so massive that it kind of cements it as the that's that's what happens with a lot of these oscar movies like crash for example oh yeah our favorite um six, 61 another tarantino django unchained number 60 okay Hold on. We might have to... We gotta d- talk about this one for a second. Number 60's Coco, which, okay, whatever. But it's denoted in parentheses with an I. Assuming international? Maybe. I'm not so, sure. Are they specifically referring to, like... Like the Spanish the rendition Spanish of Coco? Of Coco? That could I don't be know. true. I mean, here's I, the thing. If the Spanish cut of Coco is, like, fire, that would be super fun. Yeah, like there's a great uh, there's a great like two part video series by Explanation Point where he talks about the English versus French versions of Frozen, and the thesis is just that these movies are fucking totally different, like the like <laughs> the 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 way that the the it was translated and localized in French makes it a completely different movie in some ways better, some ways worse. Um, and I can imagine the same thing for for Coco, and especially if it if this is the Spanish version that it is specifically referring to, and not just the English release. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. I'd like to maybe look into that. This that is, is a re- fascinating Miles, this is idea. Really funny to me. Number fifty nine, Avengers: Infinity War. Fifty eight, Avengers: Endgame. Right there next we to go. each other. And, and, and ironically, are. and I disagree. I think I think Endgame should not even be on this list. Uh, Infinity War should be from the the IMDb credentials, but I think Endgame is like the the greatest six out of ten ever. I Endgame kind of works for me because you watch it and they really did it. Like they actually fucking no, they, they totally really did it. it. I just they just didn't do it in a way that I cared. Fair fair enough. I I appreciate it from the fact that it, i think the end game is a really fun send-off for the first wave of the avengers from that's like true that's tony true. uh cap thor hulk black widow hawkeye and all that hawkeye, like that yeah. kind of crew like i feel like it's a good like su- sun setting for them uh number 57 into the spider-verse uh, fucking great fucking low on this list fucking way massively low. low you're right but that's a great one Number 56, Your Name. Number 55, Joker. Damn, all the nerd shit out of fucking nowhere. Hogging up the, the mid-50s. Yeah, um, no, it is really funny that the bottom, the bottom like, 30 are, are like, these requisite films that IMDb guys are like, I mean, I guess we gotta, like, we have to recognize it. And then, and now, now the mask is off. They're like, oh, what, this is, this movie's fucking awesome. It came out four years ago. It's fucking awesome. Oh fuck yeah! The uh, number fifty-five Joker shout out. Uh, number fifty-four Capernaum, which Miles is a movie I've never fucking heard of, but neither I read I. the description, and you know what it says? While serving a five-year sentence for a violent oh! crime, 
a 12-year-old boy sues his parents for neglect. So is the 12-year-old boy in pr- Hold on. What? I got to see this. I got to I got to see this. What? So I wonder where this is from. It's by Nadine Labaki. Uh it's a 2018 film. Uh she's from Lebanon. Uh Lebanon. <laughs> it's Lebanon. It's Lebanon. Sorry. <laughs> Lebanon. She's from Lebanon. It's <laughs> 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 so funny because <laughs> it's just it's just a word. It's just a country that everyone <laughs> knows. And you, I, you, you I don't, said it like it was a foreign war. Like it was, it was a, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't, was just dude, really I've never seen that. this word in my fucking life before. Lebanon. I've never seen this fucking word before. Also, it's a country. Miles, can you point to Lebanon on a fucking map? Uh, I could point I didn't to think Lebanon so. if it was labeled. If, if, if it was labeled, I could point to Lebanon. But if you said Leb, oh, you know what? No, I think Lebanon is literally right next to Israel. I think that's like, I think that's it. Okay, so it might be a foreign movie. Um, hold well, on, it sounds I'm just like it's s- a fucking foreign movie from everything, including the title and the uh, and the fact that it's from Lebanon. Hold on, I'm just like scrolling through the 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 trailer real quick, just because I want to see how much of it takes place in jail, if at all, in this trailer. Okay, wait, mm, wait a minute. Maybe, mm, nah. Yeah, okay. Nah, yeah, no fucking out. jail, no prison. This doesn't pass the prison test. You're out. We're not watching this. Probably, probably just mid. Uh, number fifty three film that probably shouldn't be here. Hamilton because it's a fucking play. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, number fifty two, City Lights, fifty one, Modern Times, back to back. Charlie Chaplin, good, good job. Quality, good job, quality CC. selections. And then number fifty, Casablanca or Casablanca. I know. I one. you know, and um, I gotta be honest, Sam. I I love Casablanca. I love that movie. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. I feel like why people... did you say it? Why did you say it like you were about to dunk on it? Like <laughs> because because I feel like people might view me as I don't know too cynical to appreciate these sorts of classic Hollywood films. But no, I'm a I'm an advocate. I'm an you advocate do like for this the classic. Stuff. You do like these classic movies. They I'm a, are. I'm good. an advocate for the classics. Yeah, like I'm. I'm one of these people who's like, no, don't replace them with fucking whatever zeitgeist bullshit you like this week. Like some of these movies deserve to be on here. Twelve Angry Men is on here, and let me tell you something, Sam. It fucking belongs on here. That's one of the greatest fucking movies I've ever seen. Even though it's just a stage play disguised as a film. Yeah, but it's actually like a film, though. Unlike Hamilton, which is just the stage play filmed. Like. Filmed, yeah. <laughs> uh, number 49, Rear Window. 48, Psycho. 47, Once Upon a Time in the West. All silver screen cinema. Number 46, Back to the Future. Which is... High, but yeah, Prestige that's Nerd. nerd. Is that, that, that yeah. Prestige Nerd? Yeah, that's Prestige Nerd. That's a, this is a great fucking movie, by the way. Back to the Future. Oh, yeah, so no. Good. Um, number 45, Grave of the Fireflies. Number 44, Cinema Paradiso. That's a foreign film. Uh, number 43, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. That's a prestige nerd. Prestige nerd, film. yeah. 42, Lion King. 41, Leon the Professional. 
Leon the Professional, by the way, is a fucking awesome movie. That counts as both high concept action film and foreign film. Yeah, and also crime. Uh, yeah, but uh, but you know what? Also, no, because like crime is about like the world of organized crime. This is this is more of a ca- like a drama about. I mean, it's 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 fucking the last of us. Like it's literally like like dad and surrogate daughter. It's just what's interesting about it is that the surrogate daughter wants to grow up too fast, and the dad is like this image. He's basically a child. And the, the daughter is a child, but she wants to be an adult and she wants to be promiscuous and sexual. And he's like, no, stop this. Very okay. interesting. It's, interesting. I love that movie. Yeah. And then number 40, The Usual Suspects. Rip Kevin I've Spacey, always wanted by to the see way. This. Yeah, and Brian Singer, too. Did he direct that? Uh, yeah, he directed that, yeah. Oh, I never knew that, yeah. Uh. Number 39, American History X. I'm, like, almost positive they go to prison in this movie. I've not seen it, but I'm, like, almost positive. They must. They must go goes. to prison in this film. Yeah. Uh, Number 38, Gladiator. Classic 30, American cinema. Classic American cinema. Number 37, The Pianist. Uh, That's an interesting one. That's that's more of just an Oscar bait movie. A very, I don't know, very very interesting little, like droplet in this ocean of 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 more like of more general easily categorized picks the pianist is definitely i don't know it's it's it it could count as classic american cinema but not really so i don't know that's an interesting one number 36 the departed the departed the departed number 35 the prestige there's there there yeah no i knew the prestige was gonna be on here uh, number 34, The Untouchables. Um, One of my favorite movies of all time. I fucking love The Untouchables. Crime film. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Intouchables. Is it Intouchables? It's 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 The Intouchables. It says, after, oh, he, yeah. uh, okay. after he becomes a quadriplegic from a paragliding accident, an aristocrat hires a young man from the projects to be his caregiver. That film. Oh, I don't know what the fuck this movie is. I thought you were talking about The Untouchables, the crime film about stopping uh, um, Al Capone. Oh. Uh, during Prohibition. Maybe maybe that's on the list. Maybe that's on the list. I mean, I um, hope so. I love that movie. Yeah. Number number 33, Whiplash, which is a movie I haven't seen, but I've watched so many videos about it, I feel like I have. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like Whiplash a lot, but that's that's definitely like, that's a very IMDb core pick. Yeah. The music in that movie is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, uh, no, and, and the way the mu- music is shot is awesome. Yeah, it's fucking so cool. Uh, number 32, Merry Christmas, It's a Wonderful Life. Classic American Cinema. Number 31, back-to-back, oh, excuse me, back-to-back Japanese films. Seven Samurai, Akira Soriyama. 30, Harakiri, Masaki Kobayashi. Uh, number 29, there it is, Star Wars A New Hope. Number 28, Silence of the Lambs. 27, 7. Ha <laughs> ha! I just got that. That makes sense. Excuse me. Let me let me say. Let me try that again. Twenty-seven to seven in. Seven seven in. Seven in. No, it's seven. Yeah, seven in. It's seven in. Number twenty-six. Oh, can you help me with this movie? Life is beautiful. Nineteen ninety-seven. Uh, I don't know that one. Sounds sounds feel good. I, I, it sounds nice. Sounds pleasant. When an open-minded Jewish waiter, waiter and his son become victims of the Holocaust. Very pleasant. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, when an open-minded Jewish waiter and his son becomes victims of the Holocaust, he uses a perfect mixture of will, humor, and imagination to protect his son from the dangers around their camp. It says it's a comedy-drama romance film that's less than two hours. That um, movie sounds kind of good. Yeah, I'm sure that it is. That movie sounds kind of good. Oh, uh, here we one. go, baby. Number 25, Green Mile Prison. Um, starring Tom Hanks. Um, number 24, Tom Hanks again, Saving Private Ryan. Uh, number 23, Spirited Away. 22, City of God. Have you seen this movie? No. No. Okay. I just, I know that, I think that counts as silver screen, though, for my, for my record. 2002. Okay, uh, then movie. no, it does not. I don't know what this movie is. I, I think there are some movies that in 10, <laughs> like 10, 20 years, when we have enough distance, will be considered silver screens. But I have, I'm kind of okay. Say, like, like, let's go with this one. 21, Interstellar. I feel like Interstellar is going to be a movie that we just come back to a lot as, like, it's it, it's added into the great lexicon of great You American know, man, I, I got to disagree. I, I think that pe- that most people that aren't IMDb core, who aren't Christopher Nolan stands, and most people have, like, moved on from Interstellar. Most Possibly. people I know are like, Maybe. this movie's that movie was fine. Okay, I might just have, yeah, I might have a I could totally have a misreading on the on the situation. I don't fucking know. Movies. I think I think that there are some movies that that are on this list that absolutely will be, but like for example, I think Joker will not be one of them. I think Joker will will kind of as much as I like liked that film when watching it and as much as I I will still say it's a good movie, I think that people are going to move on from it. Yeah, I think so. I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty fair. I yeah, I think I think Joker will always be It'll, it'll always like be a like a, a, rem- a thing remembered as a moment and especially a moment in prestige nerd content yeah and i also and i do think it will be I, I think it will be remembered pretty positively but i don't think it will be in the lexicon in the same way that dark knight is oh yeah you know? yeah no people will um, move on from it yeah number 20 that's uh, parasite shout out uh number 19 one flew over the cuckoo's necks uh which is about a guy who uh avoids prison by going to a mental by going asylum. to a mental asylum yeah so but yeah, here's the thing sucks. you might like this film because it's basically the same thing as a prison film okay oh, dope like oh. you even have like you even have like a, a, a like a warden who gives them all trouble and you have the social hierarchy all this shit i don't know it's interesting you might like that film yeah uh number 18 there it is empire strikes back uh number 17 goodfellas shadow crime number 16 the matrix Shout out trans about- trans people. Yeah, shout out trans people. Dude, can I be controversial for a moment? Actually, let's finish this list and I'll be controversial about The Matrix specifically. Specifically so- about The Matrix, I will be controversial. I, I want to make sure that that segue where I just mentioned trans people and then say, can I be controversial? is not misconstrued. This is about The Matrix. Uh, number 15, the, <laughs> the Lord of the Rings Two Towers. Which is uh, great. I'm, I'm like... Uh, no, no disrespect. I'm just shocked. This is the one that's here the, so he, far. You know what, though? You know why? Because the Two Towers has this, like, legendary speech. One of my favorite speeches in all of cinema. And I think everyone kind of, like, agrees. Like, that is, like, the Lord of the Rings. The definitive Lord of the Rings moment. Dude, I should I should watch all these movies. It's so week. cool to watch them. Dude, sit I've down. I've never seen them. I've never seen yeah. any of them. Oh, dude. Dude, I actually love these movies. You should watch them. Now, okay. Now, here's the thing, Miles. 
I know that with Lord of the Rings, the films, there's like a couple different versions, right? What's the, yeah. what's the, where can I acquire the best version of the film? I think the, the best version is the extended cut. It might be called the director's cut, but I believe it's the, called the extended cut. And it's all, it's like a half hour long for each of them. Oh, okay. Awesome. Um, is it, is, is it something I should do in like one day and try to do it all in 10 hours? Or I think I it's interesting it to do it all in 10 hours. Yeah. Jesus really I mean, is what the adventure. fuck else are you gonna do dude you I, I, COVID. true um number 14 the good the bad and the ugly which is a movie i haven't seen but i've always wanted to i um, i like i like all three of those those movies like the dollars movies and then good bad the ugly what yeah and then number 13 forrest gump Number 12. Which is a movie that I find so baffling because, like, I have never seen Forrest Gump, but everyone, like, fucking loves this movie, and I don't know a fucking thing about it. I don't know a thing about it. If if you're, if you like America, you will like (laughs) Forrest Gump. That's true. It is quintessential. It's it's the apple pie of film. Yeah, it is. Yeah, no, Miles. It is the American apple pie. Yeah, it's not, it's not french crust apple pie it's not dutch apple pie a part of me believes that if like if you live in like asia you can't appreciate forest Gump. yeah or any <laughs> or any country or continent that is not the united states it, like, it's, it's sort of like how like in korea squid game is considered like mid as fuck oh yeah i'm, I'm, I'm sure probably just because i haven't seen squid game i'm sure it appeals to american sensibilities and 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 stuff and i'm sure by the way that's that maybe wasn't necessarily the director's intention i don't want to like shit on him i'm no i I just think that that's i think that that's kind of just how the show ended up being it was just it was just a thing that appeals more to the united states because it's got that anti-capitalist meme baby but yeah uh forrest gump's really good miles i really like it Uh, i'll I'll, I'll watch forrest gump then sure why not it's definitely it's it's definitely worth it um Number 12, Fellowship of the Ring. There you are. Uh, number 11, Fight Club, which I've never seen. Um, I think Fight Club's kind of shit. I, you might, d- Sam, Sam, no joke. Have you played Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain? Yes. Congratulations, you have seen Fight Club. <laughs> Fuck it. Ah, oh, damn. I don't like the story of Phantom Pain, so I guess that doesn't bode well for... Uh... For for Fight Club, huh? You might like Fight Club more than the Phantom Pain, to be fair. Um, number ten, Inception, which is a movie, by the way, I've not seen and don't know anything about. I like Inception. I think it's a quality uh, film. Other than um, it's like but, a, but world it's it's a world very it very that is super IMDb core. Uh, IMDb like the Twitter posted a thing that's like, what was the most confusing movie you've ever seen? And people were like, Inception. I didn't get the ending, and it's like. The ending's meant to be ambiguous, you fucking mong. Like, what? Like, Miles, Ma- uh, uh, what is your answer to that question? Though? What is the most, the most confusing, confusing film I've ever seen? seen? <sighs> Here's the thing. So there's two kinds of confusing to me. There's confusing in terms of messaging, and there's confusing it in terms of intention, right? I think the most confusing movie in terms of intention is I'm thinking of ending things. I don't know why it's such a deviation from the book i don't know why they didn't include the fucking ending i don't know why they made it like so targeted towards like 
very specific media instead of being about like a character study of a very specific person. I don't know why they chose to play the main male character as like a creeper instead of being sympathetic like he is in the book. Like, I don't know what the fuck Charlie Kaufman was was doing with that source material. And he he has been very adamant about saying that he didn't really know either. He was just adapting the film and doing what he he thought was interesting. Um, so I think that's the most confusing movie I've ever seen because I got to the end of it and I was like, why is it so different? Like, why is it so like, why is this a different fucking story entirely from the book, despite being the book? Um, and then I think, uh, I mean, the most confusing movie I've seen narratively, um, I mean, it would probably have to be like a short film, something where like, I don't really have enough time to like grasp really it just think about it yeah yeah something that's really short where where it's easy to kind of lose the intention because you don't have enough time to ruminate on it and there's not enough pieces yeah number nine another one of your favorites schindler's list ah yes which dude 1990 fucking three yeah yeah it's a relatively recent film one of so these yeah one of those movies that i just feel like I mean, it, I mean, I I was born in '97, so it exists for my entire lifetime. But feels like like oh yeah, the movie came out in like the fucking '70s, '80s. No, fucking yeah, like it's it's that classic. It is that classic. But so to be fair, so is Forrest Gump. Yeah, uh, but at least Forrest Gump. But yeah, Forrest Gump shit, looks Forrest like, like a '90s movie. Fuck. Forrest Gump um, looks like a '90s movie because Schindler's List is black and white. I think people just just in their minds are like, yeah, it's old. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's old. Uh, yeah, that yeah. Me, I I me. also think that it's shot on like like film film like thirty two millimeter. Oh oh wow okay. Um, number eight, one of my favorites, Pulp Fiction. Shout out, great fucking film. Uh, number seven, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. There it is. Yeah, the, the Oscar Peter winner. Jackson triple threat. The Oscar Get them all on there. Number six, Twelve Angry Men. Fuck yes, dude. That deserves to be up there. Yeah, I'm not uh I have not uh I have not seen this. I've only seen dude, I this think, movie, the first like five minutes. This movie is like just dude, this movie is is a fucking ace attorney game distilled into 90 minutes. It is just like the most American patriotic, like like true American values movie, where it's just men monologuing to each other about their beliefs and and like the the a fucking justice system and values. It's great. Like there's this one like foreign guy, right? He's like an immigrant, and he's like, don't you fucking take this country's fucking liberties for granted you're you're like being part of a jury is a fucking right like it's it's just so and he like chews out this like asshole who just wants to go to a baseball game like shit's shit's dope number five the godfather part two yes that's the one all the boomers love that's that's the favorite even though i like the first one more i don't know why number four the dark knight Number three, Spider-Man No Way Home. Which is, dude, this is so That's amazing. That's, Sam, check in on this list next week. Not going to be there. Not going to be here? Okay, we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll yeah, do that. we'll do that. For um, the crackies. Yeah, for the crackies. <laughs> are, are the crackies for, for movie most likely to get knocked out of the top three. So here's, okay, but here's the thing I'm a little nervous about, Miles, is that it's based on the star rating of the movies. And... The only things that are listed 9.0 are 12 Angry Men, Godfather Part 2, Dark Knight, and Spider-Man. So, 
that's, Spider-Man's going to have to get a lot of reviews in the next week that really fucking drop it. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Number two, Godfather. Number one, Shawshank Redemption. Damn, what there a crazy, crazy list. Wow, that was the whole, that was the whole episode. We'll do a long one today. Fuck it. Oh, do yeah. Nice talk to me about one. Matrix. Talk to me about Matrix. All right, Sam. So I'm going to preface this. The Matrix is a good film. Matrix is debatably a great film. I'll rewatch it and I'll see if I still like it. But I love sure. that film from what I remember. Um, Ghost in the Shell is also a great film, which is what it fucking was inspired by. Kim of the White Lion, Lion King, Hamlet kind of situation where Kim of the White Lion kind of, and Lion King are nothing alike. They they are not nothing alike, but also like they 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 pull from the same reference pool. They are not ripoffs of each other, but they are all pulling from the same reference pool. Fair enough. Yeah, but I, I don't I don't actually think that that Kimba and Lion King are ripoffs of of one or the other. Like it's just that the Matrix, uh, Ghost in the Shell, both of those are pulling from the same reference pool of the Platonic cave and the idea of the soul, the Aristotle, the 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 theory of the forms, things of that nature, right? Um, whereas like both of those, both Kimba and Lion King are drawing from this idea of Hamlet and succession. Okay, and what in in your your what? My, your my point po- about this is this has nothing to do with the Matrix. Okay, so okay. um, I'm just saying I want I want to preference. I acknowledge the Ghost in the Shell comparison, right? And I respect that this film has become this sort of transgender icon of like reading it as a concept of of awakening to the self, awakening to the true identity. Um. The Wachowski sisters are fucking hacks and grifters, and you should not believe for a fucking second that they intended it as a trans allegory. And I'll explain why, okay? Because the trans allegory of of um The Matrix has been circulating for a while. It's been circulating for a good long while. It was it was seen by transgender and non-binary individuals. They had perpetuated this idea, uh, and they perpetuated this reading based on their own, you know their own perspectives as well as a couple of, of symbolic things that were either relevant or um or things that they they had brought to brought to it. The idea, for example, that red pills were estrogen pills, whereas blue pills were Prozac. And so it's the idea of transition or cope, right? The red pill and the blue pill, of course, is the famous red pill awakening. Blue pill, you'll wake up in your bed the next day, you'll forget all of this happened, and you'll go on with your life. Right? Um so and and it's weird in that case in that uh, in that it's estrogen only, which, uh, the, you know, there's a whole problematic thing about the erasure of the trans male identity, blah, 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 blah. That's all discourse. We don't have to talk well, the about people. That OK, but the people that made the movie. But here's we're, we're male to female transition. So it's their film. They get to do but whatever not, they want. Right? But it's not. And I'll explain why, Sam. I'll explain why the Wachowskis are 100 IQ idiot grifters and they haven't made anything fucking good since the matrix. Fuck. And you. what they did watch speed racer. Fuck you. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I forgot about speed racer. Sorry. Fuck. But yeah, but whatever. Speed racer's cute. All right. Speed no, racer's fu- no, speed cute. racer's fucking awesome is what speed racer is. Okay. Speed racer is awesome. Yeah. But either way there, the reason that speed racer is, I think great is that it's this, this candy coated stylized thing. That's just fun and exciting and well shot. And it's not them trying to be intelligent. Cause whenever they try to be intelligent, they prove to be fucking 90 IQ idiots who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. 
But uh, but the Wachowskis are fucking grifters and they have like come out. <laughs> uh, they have come out and said, oh, yeah, we always intended for the Matrix to be a trans allegory. I'm so glad that people now see what we were into. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You you fucking bitches didn't know what the fuck you were doing. You didn't know shit back then. You didn't intend shit back then. You fucking grifted and stolen this fucking perspective that other people had about your film. And you've and 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 they're like. Like, the way that they're framing it is they're like, congratulations, society has finally caught up to our vision. They finally come to understand what we had always intended. And, and, and the thing that they always cite is that Switch. Switch is a character in the film who is a woman. And the idea is that they wanted Switch to be a male-to-female character. Male in the Matrix, female in the not-Matrix, right? And, and people are like, that proves that it was like a diff- like, that this was the intended reading. I'm like, okay, then why wasn't Switch the main fucking character? Like, here, here, I mean, maybe that switch was supposed to be. But here's my thing. I think the Wachowskis saw Ghost in the Shell. They said, that's such a cool fucking movie. Let's do that. And they literally, they took Ghost in the Shell to studios. And they said, we want to do this, but for the United States. Right? That is that is a verbatim fucking quote. Um, and then, uh, like, they probably had this whole thing about, we want Switch to be a transgender character. But I imagine that Switch as a transgender character was their idea of a cool sci-fi concept. Wouldn't it be fucking interesting if someone was like born in the wrong body and they were in the matrix and, and this might've been some subconscious elements or feelings that they had been drawing from as transgender individuals. They might've been drawing from these feelings that they themselves could not articulate and could not understand. If you buy that, that was their intention for 20 years and you, and we all finally get it. You're being conned by these fucking hack grifters. All right. Do not let these fucking con women. And I and and here's the thing. Here's the fucking thing. No, I understand what you're saying, Miles. Like, I think there's a difference between you as an individual watching the Matrix and drawing your own conclusions about it, about maybe seeing the film as like a trans allegory or something. But to, but the Wachowski's coming out and saying that it was a trans allegory the entire time is them just bullshitting you and trying yeah. to get some clout. It's not, ju- not just bullshitting you and trying to get some clout, bullshitting you trying to get some clout and trying to make you their t- their audience. And it's ironic because they already are. The Matrix is beloved in, in, in like gender questioning and gender queer environments because of this reading that has already been a thing in these communities for so long. Like... And, and, and it's, it's a, it's a whole meme, just like the source modder pipeline, the matrix fan to trans women pipeline is real. Um, but, but again, it's this case of like, they are fucking conning you because that's what the Wachowski sisters fucking do. That's what they've always done. They have fucking coasted on the matrix. And here's the thing you remember about speed racer. Speed racer was fucking critically assaulted. When it came out on release, yeah. people hated that movie when it came out. Uh, it's been a sort of retroactive thing of people who can now appreciate kitsch, high octane energy and fun that Speed Racer is now enjoyed. But when it came out, it was fucking savage. I remember the reviews being brutal for that movie. Um, And like, definitely. I liked it at the time, though. 
Yeah, and then I mean, as I, I got I, older, I really, really liked it. And then I, th- I here's the thing. And then I think people people caught up to the movie. I think people just decided, oh yeah, this is fun and <laughs> exciting and interesting. And, and people were saying, hey, give it another. People chance. had to catch up to their vision with Speed Racer. No, uh, yeah, that's the one you actually had to catch up to the vision on. Like the Matrix. First of all, the Matrix people were already there. And second of all, this was never the intention of the Wachowskis. They're fucking lying to you. They're fakes. And let me just say up front. If you read The Matrix as a transgender allegory, based, good for you, happy you saw that in the film, really interesting and astute observation, very good reading of the movie. That is not the Wachowski's intention, don't buy into that for a fucking second. Look man, I just like Matrix because of the color green. And because the action's cool. I just I just wanted to get this off my chest because I'm fucking tired. I'm actually fucking tired of people, like, being like, yeah, that was their intention all along. Like, the, you know, you got to respect the Matrix as this, like, transgender piece of work. I'm like, I can respect it as a transgender piece of work without giving the fucking Wachowski sisters any flowers for that. They, they, they intentionally or unintentionally made this transgender allegory. And by the way, let me just say something. Cyberpunk is inherently transgender because it's inherently transhumanist. Those thing those things are similar ideas, right? Ghost in the Shell is transgender because because it deals with the body and soul being separate. The major themselves does not acknowledge themselves as a woman, and they don't acknowledge themselves as anything other than a consciousness that occasionally goes into bodies, right? So like and and they just copied the shit out of that. So like Congratulations, you finally figured out the point of the genre, Wachowski sisters, you fucking con women. Get fucked. Fuck out of here. Like, like, oh my god, you made a trans allegory out of cyberpunk, which is inherently a trans allegory to begin with. Oh my god, do you want a fucking medal for playing the genre conventions? You fucking cons. Fucking hacks. I, I, I hate these bitches. I hate them. And I hate that, that people have bought into their lie in this fucking, like, desire to be, like, to, to be, like, woke and progressive and to support these two terrible trans filmmakers. They're bad at their craft. Their I movies like suck. Matrix. I haven't Matrix seen the and, other two Matrix movies, though. Matrix and Speed Racer are their only good movies, okay? And, and here's the thing. Once is luck, twice is a coincidence, three times is a pattern. They've made two good movies. I, dude, I, I'll still give flowers to anyone who makes one thing that's coherent and good. I'll make, I'll give flowers to one person who makes a coherent. Dude, and the good Matrix thing. is so iconic. Sam, Fuck let the me, let me finish. dude. That's just fucking no, the trench. No, no, S- Sam, Sam, let me finish. Let me, let me finish because you misunderstand what I'm saying. I will give flowers to anyone who has made. A good, coherent movie and does not fucking be a con person about it. All right? Like, I I will give flowers to someone like Dan Aykroyd, where Dan Aykroyd's crazy, right? And people make fun of Dan Aykroyd and his crystal skull vodka and his belief in aliens. But he made fucking Ghostbusters. And I'm not fucking... Him and and Harold Ramis. I'm never going to take that away from him. He made Blues Brothers. And I'm never going to take that away from him. I can make fun of him all I fucking want. I I can make fun of his his kooky belief in ghosts and aliens and that 9-11 ruined our chances of ever having contact with intelligent life. I'm going to make fun of him all I want for that. Right? But I'm still going to give him my flowers. But if... But if... If fucking... If fucking... uh, uh, Dan Aykroyd came out right now and said, yeah, Ghostbusters was supposed to represent Black Lives Matter. I would I would tell him to fucking kill himself. 
I would tell I would tell him to shut the fuck up and shove a club up his ass because he's oh, a fucking dear. grifter and a liar, right? Like that's that's my issue with not the Matrix, not the Matrix as a transgender reading, not Speed Racer. All right, let's get this up front. It my seems issue like you with, just have a problem with the Wachowskis and not acting. That's what I've been saying this whole time. That's what I've been saying this whole time. I have a problem with the Wachowskis being clout chasing cunts about this movie. Well, and, I think we all and, and don't that's like what cloud been, chasing. I think, but, I think but we like, all just don't like cloud chasing. But no one, no one is willing to talk about this with me because they think that I have a problem with The Matrix as a film or that I have a problem with, with The Matrix as, as a film that is important to transgender and non-binary individuals. I have no issue with that. What I want to recognize is that that reading has been in the, you know, in, in the sphere of genderqueer culture longer than the Wachowskis have acknowledged it as such. And it's been in the sphere of the genderqueer culture because actual genderqueer people came up with it with their own fucking brains the Wachowskis are lying to you this was not their intention do not let them take away frankly what is your reading what is your reading don't let them take it away don't let them do this for clout and apparently matrix 4 whatever the fuck it's called matrix resurrection, resurrection is literally just matrix a new hope and everyone hates it because the Wachowskis suck, and they've only made two good movies, and you should have never had any faith for this film. Yeah, yeah. How how, how has been? Because four is out right now, right? It, it came yeah. out. Everyone I know hates it. Everyone I know Let's thinks see. it's fucking shit. I'm sure Let's the see. reviews are fine. I'm sure. Sixty-seven percent sure like yeah, on Rotten 60%. Tomatoes. I was about to say sixty-five percent. So not not great yeah so okay so it's like okay it's 67 percent. so it is fresh but like barely and 67 percent audience score which is incredible the yeah. critics and, and audience, the audience agree, they agree they liked it enough they liked it just enough the movie's okay but it's one of these movies i bet that probably doesn't have any like problems but just isn't really that great you know like you ever watch well, one of those well, movies what I've heard is that, I mean, now, you know, I have watched that movie. It's called fucking The Force Awakens. This, that's what this movie is. This is Matrix Force Awakens. Uh, allegedly, it's just like Space Jam 2. Allegedly, this movie is just like Space Jam 2 in that the plot is that it's all inside of a video game. <laughs> so the Matrix is a game now? Yeah, and and it, I guess and basically I guess he coded the game. Keanu Reeves, Neo, Mr. Anderson coded the Matrix as a video game. I thought Agent Smith coded the Matrix. I haven't seen two and three, so I don't like know what what actually like happens in the rest of the fucking movies. I've only seen one scene from two. I've I've seen the iconic fight scene from Reloaded where he fights the thousands of Agent Smiths. That's fucking awesome. And then the fucking crazy cave scene from one of the movies. That's which, by the way, correct. By the way, it's it. That's 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 the Wachowskis just like saying you're too stupid and and not respecting the audience by literally putting them in a cave. In the platonic cave, do you get it? Awaken no. to the truth. The fucking Greeks had this idea. Ah, bring it all back to Greek mythology. Well, let's Hell get the yeah. fuck out of here. Let's let yeah, people you know celebrate what? Christmas Eve with their families and friends. You know what? Yeah, this or is by themselves 90... if they have COVID like me. Uh, yeah, good 90, 100-minute episode. Uh, Sam, uh, any last words? I, I guess you usually ask this. 
Yeah, stay. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll get some final words. Stay healthy. Stay safe out there. A lot of people are getting sick, even if you don't, even if uh, it's not, you're not po- positive uh, with the riggedy rad Rona. Uh, you could still get the flu. It is the you know winter time after all. So please stay safe and stay healthy out there. Uh, and uh, Merry Christmas. And my final words are: We forgot to plug the Discord and the Twitter the link in the description. We, yeah, we did Twitter. that earlier. But we yeah, did that earlier. Crackhouse on uh on uh, Twitter. I'm not two followers away from 100, by the way. Still, uh, so please don't forget up. to tweet at us or post in the Discord for your recommendations for the Cracky Awards next week. It's gonna be the lowest stakes award ceremony you've ever fucking heard of. So just just send us anything. Send, send us a category. It'll be fun. It'll be awesome. fun. Yeah, and don't believe the Wachowskis' lies. Bye! Anime thighs when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want a pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Anime thighs when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want a pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Bitch, I'm about to fuck this cutie, so I whip out my katana And I knock this little bitch out with just one hit like I'm Saitama Why you act like you retarded, like little bitch, I don't want drama I still hit when she says no, don't understand what she don't wanna, ayy Sword fighting with my penis like I'm in a fucking dojo All these bitches want me like my name was fucking Jojo Asian penis is too tiny like it was a no-show Bitch, don't watch your coochie, watch anime with the bros, though Say my motherfucking bitch, I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss And man, if you talking shit, tell Ryuki you on a list Yeah, your sister is my groupie, she take this anime Dick. Okay, okay, like little bitch, I don't care if that fat ass is too deep. Score a bounty on that pussy, you can call me Spike Lee. Putting out fire, getting ice, bitch, I'm Todoroki. And if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me. Anime thighs, when she open up so wide.